We've all imagined them, or maybe even seen them on TV or in a movie. Epic conquests that test your outermost limits and change what you believe is possible. Maybe it's crossing an Ironman finish line or finishing 100 miles through the Rocky Mountains. But with work and family and bills, those often seem out of reach for the average guy. Or maybe they're just reserved for the lucky ones who train for a living or have less on their plates. Well, we're just not willing to accept that. Yes, we have jobs and wives and kids, and we certainly aren't pro athletes. We're just average dudes, rejecting an average life. This is the 3OK Runners Podcast. Welcome back to the OK Runners Podcast. This is Chief with my co-host over here, Jared. And uh, with this episode, we kind of want to just touch on, we've talked about our kids and we've talked about what that looks like for us and our lives and how we try to incorporate that. And I, I had some, we had some questions. I had some questions from some friends on just general general curiosity on like, hey, I know you talk about the kids with the mountain bikes, talk about the kids with the running. I, I really liked that. I thought that was super cool. I know my son would do that. And, and we got to talking and I was like, well, this is how you do it. This is how you sign up. This, does he have a bike? Yeah, he has a bike. And I'm like, well, we'll just sign him up. You're, you're there. You're, you're already there. Check, right? The one obstacle you need is just something with two wheels. And um, he was like, no, I don't know how to get him to do that though. And I was like, I was like, okay, that, that's a good question on maybe to something like we kind of just general normal parts of life, but it's like, yeah, that's, that's a legitimate question. How do you, how do you get, and what is the benefits to kids getting them into something like that? You know? And so I thought that would be a, a good episode for us to record today and, and kind of talk about, I don't know what your feelings are on it, Jared. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it becomes, a necessity um, if if as part of your life you're going to train or you're going to you know do events or whatever I mean obviously Chief you and I um, tend to find ourselves you know signed up to do events that take a lot of time training um, and if and if training is going to become such a big part of your life and you do have a family and you do have kids I think it almost becomes necessary to find out, figure out ways to involve them in that aspect of your life. Otherwise, you just end up taking a lot of time away from your family. Um, and I know for me, that has been um, probably one of my biggest struggles in sticking to training plans and kind of getting the time and miles in that I really need to in order to you know, perform the way I want to is you just run into so many obstacles balancing a family. Um, and sometimes you feel a little bit, you know, guilty for saying, look, I'm going to spend, you know, four hours training and it's just going to be four hours of complete time away from my family. Um, and so to me, I, I feel like it, it, it really, I think it's a good necessity, but I think it becomes a necessity to figure out ways for your kids to not only I think get involved in what you're doing, but also get involved in their own stuff. Yeah, we dad or mom guilt from being away so much doing the training, and and I, I generally enjoy it too because I, I enjoy like hanging out with you and and all the other people we run with and the, the activities, just hanging out after a run and you feeling that high from the run and you're having a beer and, and just kind of talking. 
shooting shooting uh, stuff, as they say, right? And like, <laughs> I try to keep it family appropriate. Since we're talking about kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, but you have, and I've had really good success because I, I do, I want to incorporate my kids in part of that training with me because I want to spend time with them too. And I want them to enjoy the parts of what I enjoy and the why behind why I do it. I don't, a lot of what I, you and I do with the running and, and whatever various things is I enjoy the struggle just as much as I enjoy the finish. And I want to teach my kids what it looks like to train and results. I want them to see the benefits of what they're doing. And it doesn't have to be in a traditional manner either. And some of the success I've had is like when I go for a run in the mountain bike trails at Draper or at Thunderbird, I take the kids with me and they ride their mountain bikes with me because they're young enough. The speed's pretty, pretty comparable. Like, yeah. And then I always, Everett's favorite, Papa's root beer and Evelyn's is Sprite or uh, Crush. And I always bring one of those and a beer with me. And then we get, I get the chairs out just like we do. That's a good idea. Yeah. And we sit around and we have we have a pop together and a, and a beer together. And eventually down the road, you know, if they want to have beer, then, you know, and they're old enough, then beer down the road. And that's, I enjoy that part just as much as the training. Yeah. You know, Chief, I think that is such an important point that you're making because I, I'm sitting here listening and, and realizing that... Um, you know, the first thing that you tend to think about, um, is kind of involving them in the training aspect, right? But, but you make a good point that there's so many other parts of it that is kind of why we do it and why we enjoy it. Um, one of those being, you know, kind of right after, right after the run, sitting, pulling a lawn chair out, having a couple beers and just, you know, kind of enjoying that moment. Um, you know, I think it, I haven't really thought of making sure that when I'm dragging my kids along on things, also dragging them along on that part of it, where they get to kind of, you know, enjoy what they've done, appreciate what they've done. And, and it also gives them something, I think, that then they can associate with whatever that moment is that they want to get back to. Yeah. And, and you're teaching them the culture as much as you're teaching them the training, because just the sitting around at the end and, and just relaxing for a little bit and enjoying your accomplishments for the day, I think are important too. Because kids are all kids are generally curious and impressionable. That they're gonna they're going to pick up on what you're doing. You know, more more is caught than taught. They're going to learn just through osmosis of being around you things that are important to you, and you're gonna raise something in the image of you. Yeah. And if they're not there doing like the runs and stuff with you, then they're not picking up on that. Well, and this, I think this is a good point too, Chief. So the way you can test this, I, I find this out all the time and it proves true with every single one of my kids. Um, I've, I've got, uh, I've got a pan cave set up in the garage where I've got a treadmill, I've got a bike on a trainer and I've got a, you know, kind of weight rack and, and weights and stuff. And if I go out there and start working on something, if I don't say anything to the kids, it doesn't matter. Inevitably, there is one or more of my kids who finds themselves out there and starts doing something. Okay? Because, I mean, think about it, Chief. It's, it, it would be really weird if you're in the garage crushing, you know, a trainer ride 
and I walk out there and I just hang and chat with you standing there. <laughs> like it's just weird, right? It doesn't feel right. But if I hop on the treadmill and start walking, then I can sit there and, and comfortably have a conversation with you. Um, and it works the same way with kids. And so I, I think some of it is you don't necessarily have to like ask them to do it or tell them to do it. If you just show them, then I think they will naturally pick up on some stuff. And, and you can test it. It happens, honestly, it happens many times a week for me. Uh, when I'm in the garage doing something, they come out and they start doing it too. Um, the other day, my, my son literally was like, Dad, does this seat on the bike lower? And I was like, it does. And he was like, how do you do it? And I kind of showed him how to do it. He got the tools out, lowered the seat. It, it lowered enough that he could pedal. He sat there and rode the bike trainer while I ran on the treadmill. Yeah. And then he would say, Dad, tell me when tell me when it's been five minutes. And I'd tell him it's been five minutes. He'd get up and he'd do some weight stuff. You know, and he doesn't know what he's doing. He's not like, it's not like he's, you know, out there crushing a workout like he looks like he's in the gym or something. He's figuring it out mm-hmm. because he's seeing me do it. And so he knows, hey, this is something I should be doing. Yeah, he's, he's learning a lot more than what we even realize. He's just incorporating that. It just incorporating in a daily life and making that normalcy it makes it easier as an adult down the road. It's it's much more difficult. <clears throat> For example, like I, I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I see a lot of like 35, 40 year old men that come in for the first time. And that's a tough place to be because one, Jiu Jitsu is much like wrestling where it's you're you're in a battle. You're, you're in a combat with these guys and at the end of the class and you're outside your comfort zone. And if you're not comfortable being uncomfortable or you're not okay doing something that you have to start from the beginning, which I think is important. Yeah. Then, and you didn't grow up that way. Like that's a tough place to be as an adult. And I think it's important for kids to, to grow up and be okay. Learning something new at all times, always reading or always whatever it is. They need to, they need to be able to be okay with just being like the beginner again, every single time. And I know that you and I place a high precedence on sports. And for me, sports for the kids is not, I don't need them to be out there winning the trophies and being in the newspapers. That's not what I'm looking for. What I'm looking for is I need them to understand what it's like to not be the best, what it's like to struggle and have adversity. And also what it's like to be a part of a team and teamwork and that your decisions are bigger than the team sometimes, or they, they make an impact on the team bigger than just you and yourself. You're not this, this ice. I see in the Navy a lot where I can tell instantaneously if a, if a kid that joined the Navy, if he played sports or not, I can pick them out every single time because they make decisions in a stovepipe. They, they make decisions that they don't realize that resonates through everybody else. And that's why it's important to have training partners because when I fail, we fail. If I don't show up for our run, I'm, I'm, I'm being detriment to you too. And that's what I want the kids to, and you know, kids play, you know, like your, your sons play baseball and your daughter plays softball. Like you do, there are those traditional sports, right? That kind of the social normalcies of like, okay, well I'm going to, but what if, what if you don't, what if you have a kid that just doesn't pick up on that? You know, what if one of them is like, just baseball's not the thing for them what do you what do you think would be an avenue for that like 
what 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 would you do if you had a kid that that didn't want to do the baseball or the basketball or the soccer? Like, but yeah, you, they need to learn something. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I'm a I'm a I'm a big believer in um, in working hard to find things that that speak to your kids that give them something one that they can set some goals in and work toward those goals um, that they can you know have a, a sense of purpose about themselves um, I think that when you when you find those things for your kids I think you notice a, a, a visible change in them a, a change in how they act a change in how they carry themselves and I think it's you know it's something that you're seeing externally that's really happening internally um, and it's the same with us, Chief. You know, I mean, when you find that something that kind of gives you purpose, even if it's purpose for a season of life, it, it changes everything, right? It changes everything about how you approach your life and how you feel about it. Um, and, and I think kids are the same way. And so I think it's really important to um, be open to um, the possibility that your kid is not into baseball or not into, you know, kind of the traditional sports that you tend to come across really, really early in life, right? I mean, if for all of you that have had kids, I mean, I, I would venture to guess you're getting asked to play on t-ball teams or soccer teams by the time they're four or five years old. Um, a lot of other sports are not like that. Um, I, have a, I have a daughter who's a 10-year-old and she hates the ballpark. Um, I hate the ballpark too. So she probably, she probably picked up on it from me, but she hates the ballpark and she hates spending, you know, her Saturdays and Sundays there. So she's never wanted to play, never wanted to play t-ball, never wanted to play softball. Um, we tried her in a couple of days. She played volleyball for a little bit and there was just nothing that ever really grabbed her. Um, but we, we knew she needed something. And so we kept, you know, kept trying things. And eventually, um, we came across a horse camp. It was a summer couple day horse camp. And, you know, kind of our thought was like, get a couple days. The kids are at camp. You know, it's a nice break for the <laughs> So we, we put her in a couple day horse camp and she absolutely was in love with it from the minute she started. Um, she has like a connection to the animals. It gets her outside. Um, and that has, you know, transitioned into, you know, started with just kind of horseback riding. Then it transitioned into riding barrels. Now we're taking her to rodeos on weekends. Um, and it's, it has completely changed her life, completely changed who she is. Um, I, I can just see kind of the, the comfort and confidence she has now and kind of who she is. Um, and, and it has created so many opportunities for, um, her and I to bond over something that we both love. And, um, and so, you know, it's like, how, how do you fall into like doing rodeos? We were not a rodeo family. Um, and it was because we just kept trying and kept searching for something that would kind of give her what maybe some other sports have given me or what some other sports have given her siblings. And it's not easy on you, you know, that, when you're you're asking to put something one more thing on your plate, you're already busy. You 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 know you have your own business. You've got three other kids that are doing sports, but it's important to venture out and find that niche that each kid needs to have to teach them things that you want them to to learn. And and non traditional sports are important. Yeah, well, I I mean I think they're so important, Chief, because if you if you approach sports with kind of the idea that 
there are lessons in these activities that are important for kids to learn. Um, you know, and they, they learn to be resilient and they learn to face adversity and they, you know, they learn to get knocked down and have to get back up. And well, look, those are truths that exist across sports, right? I mean, that is not a, a lesson that is unique to any one sport, popular or not. Um, and so I, I think if you approach it with the perspective of there is value in this for my kids in their life, regardless of what happens in the future, then I think it will open you up to a lot more possibilities, right? It will kind of expand your horizon beyond baseball, basketball, kind of your, your traditional sports that are so popular, at least where we are. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I really like that to me is what is valuable about sports. I, I don't have any, you know, I don't have any plans or even any hopes for what sports will do for my kids. You know, like I don't have, oh my gosh, I hope that one day I get to go watch my kid play baseball in college somewhere. Like I, I don't have those types of hopes right now. Um, and really it's because one, I, I think that, you know, you're, you're playing a game where the odds are really stacked against you. And I think it's unfair to kind of build in expectations for your kids to be an exception to rules. Um, because that's a hard place to find yourself. And, and I think it sets them up for a lot of disappointment. But also, whether or not that ever happens, I think there is so much value in what they're doing. And I don't want to miss that by looking forward to what this could do if my kid's one of the exceptions who you know, plays professional baseball. Yes. And I share the exact same value of I could care less if I saw my son. They, my kid's... Probably the primary sport that they play is soccer. Realistically, soccer is not that popular for sport in America. <laughs> and so there's not that many pro soccer players. And and I realize it's that, like the first sport that everyone plays, and then they quickly find the other ones. <laughs> yeah. It's like a stepping stone <laughs> yeah, sport. <laughs> and I I just I don't have any desire in the future to see them playing professional sports. I hear a lot with within my my social group there at work of like I'm doing this so they get a scholarship. I'm doing this so they get a scholarship in whatever various sport. No, to me, academics are, are are vitally important. But academics, there's things that don't teach you in academics that you need to learn from sports. And so it's this balance of, yeah, I just want you to go to college. I just want you to go and, and learn a trade or whatever it is that you want to do. But I also want you to learn discipline. I also want you to learn that you have to do things that are uncomfortable and you have to do things uncomfortable for a goal down the road to build you to be a more resilient person. And a lot of that comes from the parents too. The parents have to set an example. They have to be the example for the kids to follow, which is hard. I'm not saying that's an easy thing to do, but like you have to be an example for them to follow, to learn that discipline that you want them to learn. And like, that's why we do jujitsu. Like I love Brazilian jujitsu. My kids have been doing it. It'll be two years next month. We do it together. We ride in the car there together. We talk there together. We do class. We roll together. And then we go home and like mom gets a four hour break and that's my time. And then, and sometimes the kids fall short there. They, they don't perform well or they don't pay attention in class. And I get onto them because I'm like, this is my time and you're not appreciating my time with you. And then you're not taking it serious. Like those are the things that I want to teach you. I want to teach you that 
our time is, is vital and it's sacred to me. And, and you're also learning tools and trades because as parents, what is our number one goal as a parent is to raise a resilient child. Then we need to raise a child that's a benefit to society in the future when they leave your home. And that's only 18 years. You only have 18 years to do that essentially. And in those 18 years, I need them to learn and I need them to fail in my home so I can teach them how to appreciate failure and success and how to learn and how to handle that failure and how to be a better person ultimately at the end of that. And I don't know, maybe I'm just a simple minded person, but to me that's sports and that's the easiest way that I can teach them those kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, I think, look, I I think to be fair, there's probably a lot of avenues to teach those types of lessons, right? Yeah. But sports hasn't built in. Yeah. I think it's fair to say that. And so it, it's kind of a cheat code for parents of like, you look, there are some lessons your kids need to learn. How do you teach them? Well, the easy way is to put them in some sports. Um, and, and there's a good chance they'll learn some of those things. I, I want to, there's, there's two things that I think are important um, to kind of speak to people who have kids. One, I think that like sometimes we have a tendency to have expectations for our kids, but maybe not ourselves. Um, and so, you know, I see a lot of, um, a lot of parents who ride their kids pretty hard to, to work harder, to do more. And, um, I don't want to be mean to those parents, but like, if, if you're not working harder and doing more than what your kids are seeing, you're undermining your own message. Um, I think it's really important to, to show them and tell them um, because I think it is much more effective. And so if, if, if you're, if you're lazy, but you think your kids should get up and go do something hard that you're not willing to do, I think you're asking for that to be a tough road. Um, and so that's point one. My second point, and I struggle with this bad is when, when they start to show some interest and they start to kind of you see when they want to figure things out, don't jump in and like overcoach in the beginning, right? So my, my example of, of my son and I in the garage, I'm running on the treadmill, he's doing some bike stuff and then going over to the you know weight rack and do, I have a tendency to want to be like, hey, what you ought to do and you know kind of start to like dictate what he's doing when when really I think the best approach is, Hey, look, he's picking it up. He's doing something on his own. Let him kind of figure it out. And then strategically in really small doses, kind of micro dose, some like guidance. Yeah. But, but I promise you, if, if you jump, if, if you go, thank God he picked up the weights and you jump in there and say, let me show you how to do this. And the next thing you know, you've turned something that was, was starting to pique his interest to like all of a sudden, like, I don't want to do it anymore. I struggle with the same. I think most people struggle with that. And I, and I, I ask you a lot of questions when we go running, like, hey, this is what I'm doing. What do you think? You know, and, and I use you as, as a lot of a, a compass and a guide. And, and you'll say, I'm not perfect either. None of us are. But my other thing is, too, is not being overcritical after an event. And, and I want to, like, this, 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 this. And, I, and so and you and I were talking. You're like, hey, I wait. I wait for the drive home or maybe you should try to address it the next day. And cause I do, I want them to just generally enjoy it. 
And if I'm overcritical or if I'm overcoaching or if I'm trying to, to just nitpick every little thing, it takes the joy out of it. And they mm-hmm. literally will, will turn away from it on purpose because they're like, well, every time I do it, I just get yelled at. Or every time I do it, you just, dad just riding me the whole time. Yeah. And like I see a lot of that on a lot of the youth sports team stuff. Uh, again, not picking on the parents. I'm, I'm just isolating events that are in examples. Is like I can tell a, a parent that never played a sport because they're just screaming at the top of their lungs at the kid to do this, a kid to do that. And I try very hard. I'm not perfect at it, but I try to stay stoic. I try to just let them make mistakes on the field and understanding that like you made a great point in the last recording of, are they going to remember the win and the loss of a nine-year-old soccer game? Like, no, I don't even remember any of that for my stuff. And my mom never did that as a me growing up. She, she didn't know how to do that. She just put us in sports and that's what we did. And, you just pick it up as you go on and you learn and you become an athlete because you're just, you're learning and, and, and failing all in the same process. It's a, it is a process, right? Like nobody is Mark McGuire day one on the T-ball team. And it's just important to, like you said, I thought that I was, can't believe Mark McGuire was your example, by the way. Well, if you, if you he do. just the first thing that came to my head. Here, I like, don't know a lot who, of professional baseball who, players. Like, who could I pick out here as the example? Look, Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> is that worse? <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, now I got you. That's a fair example. Uh, and, no, uh, I, but yeah, no, I think that's a great, great point, though, um, Chief. And, and it is, look, all of my examples of things that I see that I think are mistakes that parents make with kids are all things that I do or have at least done, you know? Um, uh, yeah. Like I think you're, you know, maybe, maybe wait, maybe drive home. And then once you've had that period of time after the disappointing, whatever you, you have a talk about it, you know, after instead of while it's fresh. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. I also think that it's a really good idea for, kids to experience the like pain and disappointment of a loss or a bad performance or whatever that may be, but not to waste that. I think that those are the the best opportunities, I think, to learn something really, really valuable. And a lot of times when I'll like, I'll have like my oldest son, he'll walk off the mat and and he's upset when he loses, very upset, too upset, I would say. Um, But I, I like that he's upset. I like that he cares that much. But I will say to him literally, look, I, I know you're upset. I know you're disappointed, but we're not going to waste it. There's something we can learn right now. And so I, because, you know, as the coach, I'm sort of running around to a bunch of different mats. And so sometimes I have an opportunity right then. And it's like, this is my opportunity to speak to something that happens. The next time I see him, he's going to be wrestling another match and I've lost that moment. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll say, look, I'm, I'm, I'm okay that you're upset. I'm, I'm upset for you, but we're not going to waste this. Um, because I, I really do, um, I think that if, if you keep in mind the, the right perspective, and I can tell you right now, it is not to win or lose. It is not to win or lose. And if your kid's youth team coach thinks that it is to win or lose, find a new team. Um, <laughs> and I, I mean that in all sincerity. Um, but I, I think that if, if you keep the right perspective – these opportunities to like speak into your kid's life will show themselves over and over and over. And and what I think it does really, Chief, is it like deepens the relationship you have with your kids. 
And then it gives you the opportunity to kind of influence them even more, right? To kind of, hey, you know, maybe we should try this. Maybe you should try this. Maybe you should think about doing this. Um, and they start to listen to you. I mean, I think that the, the deeper and more intimate relationship you have with their, your kids, the more they like trust you and they want your guidance. Um, and I, I really think that that is such a, a positive thing for, you know, how we interact with our kids. And it's not lost on me with society and technology and like we as a society, as a, as a, as human beings, like technology has made our life easier and we gravitate towards technology through our phones and our computers. A lot of our work's done on that. And the kids gravitate towards that because you got your, you got your video games and your iPads and I, I mispronounce it all the time just to tick my kids off they have like a switch i call it a game boy you know <laughs> their finger pad or whatever it is like and uh but it's important like they need the physical part of life too and technology it's hard and then getting back to like the original question of why we started is like how like well okay cool like how do i do that though and we set a lot of a lot of boundaries with technology. Like, hey, if you want to be on the iPad or you want to watch some TV and stuff, let's go do thirty minutes on the treadmill. Then let's go, let's go run, let's go bike, let's go play basketball, let's go play soccer, let's go roll on the mats for a little bit, and then yeah, you'll get some screen time as a reward for doing this. And well, then how do you get your kid into a mountain bike race? Well, if you both have mountain bikes. Just go, just sign them up and go do it, and don't make it this this thing where you have to win. It's more of a experience for you together, and that's why I always try to make these like they know that they're going to get a pop if we go ride mountain bikes. Are they riding mountain bikes and running with me just to get a pop? Probably, but that's okay with me. You know, yeah. I'm okay with one it. day they won't be. One yeah. day they'll be doing it for something else. Yes. And one day they'll be doing it because that's just what they do. Yes. And in mountain biking, I'm just using an example. It might be important to you, but it's not important to them. Just like Kinsley with the rodeo, find what that is then. In technology, there's a lot of advantages and a lot of opportunities in that. And that's, that's great. And I, you should cultivate that. But if you're wanting them to get into jiu-jitsu or rodeo or archery i mean you it doesn't have to be the traditional stuff either find something that just minutely piques their interest and you do it with them do it with them like be the example with them learn with them say hey look we're both learning together let's go take archery lessons let's go yeah let's go do something they don't have to be like joe rogan i was just listening to that. i had an archery guy on archery is a sport where you don't have to be athletic if your kids well my kids not athletic well what do i do then Find a sport where they're not, they're not, they don't have to have athleticism. <laughs> and archery would, would be an example of anybody can pull a string back. Everybody has that mechanics in their body. Pull, you know, do that with them then. And do something together that makes them have to toe the line and, and see the success or failure in their training and what they've done. And I just try to always make it as fun as possible as I can for them. And I try to make it a this is a guaranteed thing if they go to the farm with me and help me cut wood and clean up and do whatever you you always are going to get a sonic drink if you spend the day with me we are always going to stop at sonic and i always make sure if a kid doesn't go they don't get a sonic drink i always make sure that's like a true oklahoma kid right there's a true oklahoma yeah. kid there, i always say there's like four things that oklahomans love they love car washes ranch dr pepper and sonic 
Four staples of Oklahoma. Like you, you can't find that anywhere. If you're, else. if you're not cultivating that in your kids, you're making a mistake. Huh, yeah, happy hour is the most busiest time in Oklahoma, especially at Sonic. But um, yeah, I think you made a good point though, Chief. Of if it, even if it's something you've never done, do it. Do it with them. Like it, you, you'd be amazed at how much more comfortable your kids are when you make a fool of yourself first. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right? Right. I mean, yeah. and 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 like. The reason, the way that it's hard for you to do that, to do something new, to do something, it's it's hard for your kids too. Yeah. The difference is everything's new for them, yeah, right? Okay. And you, you like we yeah. forget what it's like to be brand new and to be no good, mm-hmm. um, and that's not a fun place to be. No, and, and I think so. Let, let's give you you've kind of named off a few um, the, the mountain bike stuff and trail running stuff. I think is so cool. That's something that like you don't really think of. Um, but it's it's there, it's out there, and it's something you can get your kids involved in. Um, my both my girls are do horseback riding now. My oldest has progressed into barrels. We just started my younger daughter um, riding barrels, also. Although she's only done a couple kind of real, like not even like official rodeos, but she's she's done a couple um, small rodeos, and so she's starting to kind of get into more of that scene too. Um, I think the, the archery stuff was a great idea. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I mean, especially now that has become so popular, at least for adults, Mm -hmm. that chances are there is a gym around you. Um, and like, I don't, I, I think it's less important that it's like, Hey, there's a bunch of black belts that train at this gym and there's a like, just, just get in there, just get in there and start somewhere because once you start, you get a lot of knowledge and information about where to go next. Um, so, what, what? Any other examples you can kind of think of that are sort of? I'm being your Jamie here. Okay. I, go- I googled some yeah. non-traditional sports, and there's some great examples there that, that all you could do in Oklahoma: ultimate frisbee or or frisbee golf. Right. Golf, well. even even golf. Go- I love golf. I know. I, I've been trying to pressure Mike. It's baseball season, <laughs> and so you know, baseball kills me again. Right. Not only is it the worst sport that takes the most amount of time and the whole, whole weekend, the season is golf season too. Yeah. And so it's just like double whammy. But I've been trying to pressure my kids into golf. I love I, – I, so that's a great example. Like I love golf. Why I love golf is I played golf since I was a little kid. And what did I do when I played golf? I played golf with my dad. Every Sunday, and my brother and my dad's buddy and, and myself would go play golf. And we, then we would go have Arby's afterwards. It was just – Whoever won would get free Arby's from the losing team. And that was like our thing. Every weekend we were competing. It was a, a two team. And it, those, are, those are probably the most fondest memories I have growing up with my dad is just <clears throat> playing golf with him every single Sunday. And so golf, rock climbing, like there's a rock climbing gym, a rock throw from where we're at right now. Uh, trampolining, I'm not really sure what that is. Uh, I know what trampolining is. I saw your trampoline got blown away in the storm the other day. It got so. blown on top of the chicken coop, destroyed, not <laughs> buying a new one. <laughs> it might be a, I always, they always call that an Oklahoma tumbleweed when you have a trampoline just rolling down the highway during a storm. Um, roller skating, uh, skateboarding, uh, skateboarding, hugely athletic sport. Yeah. And, and again, something they can do anywhere. You can just take your skateboard with you. And, uh, badminton, I mean, pickleball, 
I guess if your kid's into it, that would be something. And BMX, I saw a BMX track in Tulsa when we were doing the mountain biking this weekend. That's kind of getting more popular again in Oklahoma anyway. I don't know where else, but um, some tradi- non-traditional sports. Is, yeah. Those are... I, look, I think it's just important that you don't, don't assume that your kids are going to love what you love. Um, don't assume that if, if you have multiple kids, don't assume that the second one is going to love what the first one loves. Right. Um, I, I think it's, you know, it, approach them all, um, individually and, and try to find something that, you know, I, here's what you can, to me is like a good barometer. If your kid's doing it on their own, like you're not telling them, you're not telling them to work on something. They're just picking it up and doing it on their own in their free time. Chances are they've got a little bit of an interest in it. Yeah. Um, if, if every time they're doing it, you're having to make them, um, maybe that's not something that they just love. Yeah. Right? I, my, and a good barometer for me is I put them in something and they're naturally competitive at it. They may not be, may not be any good at it, but they, they try super, super hard at it. That, that to me is a, is a bell that says ding they like this, like, let's keep doing this. And funny story <laughs> for this mountain bike thing. I didn't tell you about this. So the, all the kids are lined up and Everett's on the very inside in during the race brief, which obviously he doesn't pay attention to as the 5k we did at Robert's cave. And I thought he was listening and I was going to tell him, but like, oh, he heard it coming out of the chute. You take a hard left within a hundred feet. <laughs> Everett didn't hear that part. <laughs> he takes off. And these kids turn and he plows right into three no. kids. Big giant. Looks like the Tour de France bike. <laughs> I was laughing so bad. And uh, so he, he's trying to untangle his bike from these other bikes. His tire like is loose now because the, the quick disconnect came undone oh, on his bike. Um, but, you know, he picks it up. He gets it and he just starts running with his bike, hops on, and he's gone again. And Evelyn beat him, by the way, which was... Great for Evelyn. Like, I, awesome Evelyn. You I know, saw Beth's post. I know. <laughs> so, and they were, and I told them before we raced, I said, win or lose, let's make sure we have good attitudes at the finish line. I don't want to see you hang your head because you're here. You're here competing, and I think that's important. And they didn't. They were super excited. They were like, and we went and had Brahms afterwards. And I just wanted to make that like, hey, let's let's go have Brahms. We don't really eat out all that much. I was like, let's let's go have some Brahms for for lunch and and whatever. But um, I thought it was a, I wanted to share that story. But um, yeah, it's 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 finding something that they just like. Evelyn really likes drama, and drama is important too. And so I want to keep her doing it. Everett, not as much interest in that. And you can tell like he likes to be the tree in the play. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that was a great example of what you said. Like, if you're forcing them to have to learn their lines or you're forcing them to have to get on a horse or you're forcing them to do soccer drills and they're not enjoying it or they didn't enjoy it at the finish, at the end, maybe that's not something that necessarily piques their interest. But there's things that you do have to force them to do. You know, obviously, if you're like, hey, I want to run this race. Cool. Well, we've got to do the training. You want to run the race. You enjoy that part of it. This part, you're not going to enjoy but it is for an ultimate goal at the end of the day. You're, yeah. you're building this. You're teaching them how to control. Like for, for me with running, you're teaching them how to control their mind. Because when they're out there running and, and it's difficult or they're playing soccer or horseback riding or frisbee or golf. And their mind's screaming to quit. Like, we're done. I'm tired. 
but the body's still going, you're teaching them that third muscle, which is discipline. It's just controlling their emotions and controlling their ability to handle difficult situations and being able to find success at the end, whatever that success looks like. And that ultimately to the wrap up kind of what that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And I know that we're raising our kids in a, for me, my kids are being raised in a much better like situation than I was raised in. And I, I struggle with that because I don't want to hear anything out of my kids in the future. Like when I was a kid, when you were a kid, what? Like you had a dirt bike and acreage to ride it on. Like, I don't want to hear any of that. You had a tree house. Like that's not, you know, to me, my, my struggle was much different. And I'm like, well, did that build who I am? Obviously built who I am, my character, but did that build that resilience in me? Did that build that discipline in me or was it something else? And so I find, I'm trying to find this balance of them being raised in with things that I did not have. Definitely did not go to Disneyland when I was five years old. I definitely don't go snowboarding every year with my parents. The first time I went snowboarding, I was in the Navy. And so I've had to create some of my own opportunities, but I've given to them. And I'm like, man, I hope that this is not ruining them. And I struggle with that as a dad and as a parent with not giving them too many things to at the end of the day and trying to teach them important lessons, but saying, yeah, they can still learn those lessons regardless of what they have. It's important with you have to cultivate that by being the example, or you have to cultivate that by like you were doing with jet on the mat, like let's not lose this opportunity. So I'm like, these are the things that you need to learn from this because you have to go wrestle again in whatever minutes. Mm -hmm. Like don't, don't stew on this part of it. So, um, without being a dead horse, like that, I don't know. I struggle with that too. And I, yeah. I just wanted to put that out there. I hope other people are kind of can appreciate that or maybe relate to that part of it too. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I, I think it's a great way to kind of wind down the discussion too. I, I mean, for, for those of you out there who are, who are running, doing run training, um, yeah, it's, it feels like almost the easiest way to incorporate your kids, put them on a bike, put them on rollerblades. If, if they love their razor scooters, let them, take a razor scooter and, um, and just go and, and just have them go with you. And, uh, and you'll be amazed at what they, what they do and what they can do. Yeah. Um, you know, even, even pretty young, I'm always, I always feel like, I don't know, I'm, I may be pushing it on this one and I get surprised. Um, and then, you know, a day later they're still talking about it. So, uh, try to, try to incorporate them in your stuff and try to find, you know, what speaks to them. And, um, those are, those are my tips Yeah, and from, from two, you know, pretty imperfect dads. Yeah, we definitely are not. <laughs> I'm not writing any parody books anytime soon. I promise you, I am not perfect at all. And, uh, but you, so you can find me at Savage Navy Chief and Instagram, Iron Man Lawyer on Instagram, the okay runners podcast and the okay runners at gmail.com. So appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll see you next time.